is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. For another fantasticos, fantastico. Is that is that is that Spanish? Is that right? Someone's texting me. Does that mean that the uh, the stream is down or what? what are you doing? Whenever someone texts me at this time of day, it's usually, hey, what's going on with the stream? Doesn't work. What's going on here? Where's Jeff Graham? We don't want you. We want Jeff Graham. Where's Jeff Graham these days? Well, if you heard yesterday's show. Uh, you know that Jeff Graham is going on his way back. In fact, uh, that se- that entire segment of yesterday's conversation with myself and Jeff, uh, which went on for at least, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, uh, was showcased on uh, News Junkie. Actually, there was like three or four links to it, like uh, Jeff Graham plans on coming back Monday. Uh, Jeff Graham uh, shoveled his, uh, his front stoop. Jeff Graham says uh, it cost $12 to buy a bag of Ruffles potato chips. 755. Tw- <clears throat> so that was good discussion. I should have Jeff. Actually, I should have Jeff on this show more often. Dip, 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 day. Uh, welcome to the show. I will have a phone call from our friends at Thousand Islands Winery. Her name is Marissa. No, it's not Tome. <laughs> uh, they're proudly presenting an upcoming four-part miniseries on how you can unwind. And uh, this is a good way to learn about uh, more about, uh, about winemaking and, and uh, the difference from one line, wine rather to the other. Uh, so Marissa should be calling in uh, very shortly. In fact, Marissa was on uh, the uh, the border today with Johnny Spisano. Uh, they're having an event, I believe, this weekend up there. They're right off the bridge. You can't miss them. And uh, so Marissa should be calling in in about five minutes. If you want to chime in, talk about whatever you want to speak about within the realms, of course, of good taste, uh, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, so uh, what was I going to say? So many things to talk. I don't know where to turn anymore, but last night, Jesse Waters had a guy on there. Uh, he wrote this uh, young author, and I shared this with, I don't know how many people I shared this with today. But you ever notice, you know, there's times, especially when Tucker was on, I was always, you know, it didn't matter if, if my hair was on fire, I'd watch whatever Tucker said. It's just one of those things. I'm sorry. So when Jesse took over, it's like, oh, this is an acquired taste. I kind of know him already, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's a little Hollywood. He's, he's not in depth as much. Last night, he had a tremendous guest. It was an author who wrote the book called Amateur Hour, uh, an appropriate title about what's going on up in the relationship between our president and our vice president. Of course, as you know, that's Barack Obama. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, that's uh, uh, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. And he went on and on and on and back and forth with him. And, and for once, you know, one of the pundits, Jesse, just allowed the, uh, the author to talk. Again, a young guy in his 30s, did some research. Obviously, he's an insider. You just can't make this stuff up. Although, you know, if, if, you're, uh, 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 if, if you were associated, of course, with uh, all the president's men, one of them, Bernstein and Woodward, you can make up whatever the hell you want and people would buy it. But it's just painfully obvious based on this book. And I would love to get a guy like this on this show. It's probably difficult, but I'm sure he sold a lot of copies just last night between the 8, and cl- eight o'clock and 9 o'clock hour. Because he, he, just, he just listed one thing after another that yours truly and many of you listening right now said, oh, that's true. That's true. The big thing that came off the page was, and I think this was somewhat public knowledge, but he, re- he reiterated it yes, last night. And it's in the book. 
that it was Barack Obama that that told Joe Biden that he should uh, have uh, Kamala Harris as his running mate. And first thing that came to my mind was, well, there you go. I mean, this was before Barack, uh, check that, Biden became president. We know that. But who was running the show even prior to Election Day 2020? Well, we, we just answered that. It was Barack Obama. How many other people go up to a guy running for president and say, you're going to choose this person? Well, uh, President Biden or candidate Joe Biden in his basement somewhere in Maryland in a nondescript building, uh, he, cho- he wanted to choose uh, Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of, of, of Michigan. And I think about that. I said, Boy, that would have been a really, really, really good ad. But Joe was the bonehead uh, who on camera said he was going to hire a woman of color. So, and again, there's two things there. Whether or not uh, Obama was the one who told him to say that before he said it, it was just a gaffe. And once it's out of the bottle, then you have to follow through. So as a, as, as, a, as a Trump supporter, as a conservative, as one who really wants to save our true democracy and not their version of it, I'm glad he didn't choose Gretchen Whitmer because uh, that would mean that a lot of people at this point would just settle uh, for Joe Biden for four years and ultimately vote in the vice presidential candidate who at this point would have been running. That's, that's, that's Whitmer. They, they don't want Kamala Harris to run. You know, again, typically when you run for president— you run for two terms. If you're successful enough, you're, you know, you're the incumbent. If you're Jimmy Carter, if you're George Bush uh, Sr., or if you're Donald Trump, you lose. But in this case, if they had Whitmer, it would have made a lot more sense to just step down. And at this point, we would be, we would be looking at uh, primaries with both Trump and you know whatever's left, Ricky Lake and <laughs> Nikki Haley. Sorry. Pelosi. Sorry. And uh, he, you know, the, the uh, Whitmer would be running as a presidential candidate, as of current vice president. That's my guess. That would have made a heck of a lot of sense. But even the Democrats realize, oh, we can't, we can't have Kamala Harris step in now. And so now they're stuck with her as, as a vice president candidate. But what else the, uh, the book entail or includes is how, one, entitled she is and how she doesn't get along with the president at all. It's all smoke and mirrors when you see, oh, Joe is great. Joe is this. Joe is that. We love Joe. Joe is so good. He's so knowledgeable. The big thing that stood off the page, came off the, uh, the interview was, another thing, was <clears throat> the debacle there in Afghanistan back in August of 2021. From, from the book and, and sources, and, and no one's denying this, uh, Kamala Harris hid herself away from the president for at least three days. And it's not the first time she's done that, although that was the first big moment of, of, of separation. She's incredibly in tune to herself. She's anthrocentric. It's all about her and nobody else. She's gone through staff members more so than, than George Steinbrenner did with managers back in the 70s and 80s. And it's just a clear... Example, uh, or you know, the book itself, Amateur Hour, really details the wreckage that's going on in in, in Washington D.C. right now. Again, I'm very happy that uh, Whitmer wasn't the choice because that would have changed the dynamics. As bad as the economy, the economy would be as bad as it is now, uh, but at least Whitmer would have a better presence. And and of course, all the suburban uh, you know women Democratic voters would obviously be pledging their 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 support for Whitmer in 2024. Those same people, regardless of how much they despise Donald Trump and the Republicans, uh, still couldn't uh, favor or give any support to uh, Kamala Harris. And the other thing that stood out to me, at least, is as we know, Kamala Harris is a person of color. Although you know she's she's Indian. Uh, I don't know. She's her father was whatever. Her mom was from India or Pakistan, and her dad was the, from the Caribbean or one of those islands down there. Whatever. So she she's not she's not white. She's a person of color. And to me, I think Barack Obama, as smart as he is, probably looked at her and said, you know, Barack Obama doesn't want a Condoleezza Rice. Uh, to be the next president, or and not that that not that he would choose her because she's a Republican, but st- stay with me, in that a lot of people, particularly in radio, don't want to don't want to hire someone who's better than they are. Never hire your replacement in radio. Always hire someone who's second rate and that you can control. 
That's a radio thing, by the way. That's been going on forever. Not just here, it's everywhere. But in Barack Obama's case, he probably said, hmm, Kamala Harris, she's not as smart as me, but I can control her. And she won't upstage me if and when she actually becomes president herself. Just a thought. It's a Glenn Curry prediction. It's uh, a theory, I should say. And uh, I'm sticking to it. Right now, we're going to go to the phones because I think it's our friend Marissa. Uh, Marissa, is this you? This is not. This is Lisa, the tasting room manager. Oh, Lisa, I'm sorry. And you're from Thousand Islands Winery? I am. Hi, Lisa. And you also have Clayton here, uh, VP of Sales. And VP of sales. Okay, so we have a, a tandem today. Uh, I, I got bad intel, although I do believe someone by the name of Marissa does work for you. In fact, I think she was here yes. today talking to Johnny Spisano. So, guys, let me yes, just. Yeah, so I have the script in front of me. Let me just summarize this, and then I'm going to delve into uh, what's happening. Uh, Thousand Islands Winery pr- uh, proudly presents its upcoming four part miniseries, uh, Unwind 2024. That's with Marissa. Unwind miniseries is a popular wintertime four-part series that is led by winery's wine expert Marissa Saluri, who I believe, guys, uh, is from Watertown. Is that correct? Yeah. Because that's a popular name around here. Each session lasts about two hours and provides an evening of fun with a fusion of wine-tasting, fair uh, food pairing, and educational fun as well. Marissa, oh, it says it right here is a North Country native that is a, a highly experienced level three wine. How do you say that? Uh, salam- salamander? How do I say that word? Sommelier. 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 She'll educate and entertain everybody. Uh, the event features Thousand Islands Winery's award-winning wines, bourbon uh, barrel Mar- Marquette, and uh, uh, La Crescent Spritz. Am I saying that right? Uh, your group yes. can attend one or more of the miniseries. Each session is $25 per event. Or you could save $20 by attending all four Get you tickets online. So this, the early bird rate applies to tickets purchased by January 26th. So today is the, what is today? Today's the 25th, so you can still get that early bird. So this is happening this weekend, right, guys? Yes, it is. So uh, what day, Saturday and Sunday? The uh, Marissa's is just just on Friday night. Okay. I might have read that, but I don't see that in the copy. I think that's important. Uh, to kind of separate those two, but that's just me. I'm Glenn Curry. So you've done this before. When people walk in, what do you do? Hand them a bottle of wine when they get into the place? No, they'll have a seat at the bar. Marissa will explain what wines she's going to have them taste. They'll all get a glass, and we'll give them a tasting as she's explaining the wine and pairing it with some food. Awesome. So just like they do the taste testing, is it similar to that in the taste testing room there at Thousand Islands Winery, guys? Yes, exactly. Uh, and uh, and how many people can you have at, at doing taste testing at the same time uh, where they can literally go from one cup and cracker to the other? Well, on a normal business day, our I believe our tasting room sits about 40 to 50 people. Nice, nice. And on this day... That's a- well, we're hoping Marissa gets around 40 people. That would be great. Uh, and so uh, this why this time of year in January? Well, you know, um, we try, you know, we're really happy to, you know, bring back a couple fan favorites, uh, our indoor events. Um, this is one of them that we've done in years past. And it's just something to give people an opportunity to get out while, you know, the weather isn't as nice. Uh, we're not out enjoying hiking and all the beautiful things we have in the area. So something to do indoors. It's fun. It's interactive. Um, you get to have a little something to drink while you're also learning a little something, we hope. Yeah, I'm familiar with uh, Thousand Islands Winery. I had a tour years ago. I worked for Steve for a bit a couple summers ago. Steve Conway started this at his, as he got out of the military. Uh, he, is, uh, he was uh, 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 part of the forces in Iraqi freedom. Uh, and uh, so he has a legacy of combat plus a veteran experience. And it's interesting, he, I believe Steve's from uh, Pennsylvania, and he kind of started this on a whim on an old farm right next to the uh, Thousand Islands Bridge. And now you guys have white wines, you have red wines, you have different versions. I believe you have a winemaker from New Zealand or Australia. And, uh, you know, not this. Any, okay. Not anymore. Okay, all right. That winemaker is no longer with us. Okay. Well, and I'm sure you have someone that took his place that still has the same uh, successful recipes for all of your wines and whatnot. So, 
We, yeah, we have a wonderful winemaker by the name of Kevin. He does a fantastic job. He's a great steward of the grapes, a great steward of, um, you know, of the winemaking process, and he was the assistant winemaker for many years here. Okay, so he just moved right in. He learned from, yeah. uh, uh, from, from the other gentleman. That's the best way to do it as opposed to doing a crapshoot and bringing someone from Boone's Farms or something and screwing up all the yeah. recipes. So that's good. Correct. So, which is very important, and I say that about everything, not just winemaking, but anyone in the North Country should adapt to the North Country first before you profess to do whatever you're good at. That's as doctors, lawyers, whatever it is. So to have someone who knows the environment, knows the culture, is, in my opinion, half the battle. The rest, of course, is knowledge and the ability to, to, uh, to execute. So, all right, so this is one of many events that you have. I believe you have another event coming up in February. But let's focus on, on this. How do people go about and sign up? For, how can people get the tickets and the, uh, and the actual discount, guys? They can go online to thousandislandswinery.com and purchase the tickets or they can buy them at the door. And this would be at the, what do you call that, the barn? Yes, at the tasting room that's inside the barn. Right, right. Plenty of parking and whatnot. And you make you can make a night of it. I mean, typically this time of year, uh, you know, the Thousand Islands, Alex Bay, Clayton area is not, you know, a destination. But there's a lot of places still open up there, including including the uh, the new hotel in Clayton. So so people can make a make make a big event of it, not just to go uh, to Thousand Islands Winery for the uh, unwind 2024, but they can uh, they can go to a bar restaurant nearby. So this is very good. So what do you guys do? Want, uh, sir, you are the uh, vice president of sales, and I know you distribute because I'm familiar with the RNDC and the other distributors. Thousand Islands Winery used to be just a homespun winery maker here uh, and then distributed throughout New York State, and then that expanded around the East Coast. How many states are you sold to now and distributed through the uh, uh, liquor distributors? Um, right now we are currently, so we're in the New York, New York State. Um, we are really getting ready to ramp up, and we're launching Florida right now. Uh, we've got a big push with our uh, our slushy program in Florida, mm-hmm. um, and then we do have a few other states, uh, Maryland uh, and Virginia currently. Um, so that's really where our focus is. But our main focus right now is uh, New York, clearly, and then uh, again launching Florida. Yeah, and because of uh, Steve's uh, military background, a lot of the uh, a, a lot of the military bases, particularly in the East Coast, not to mention Fort Drum, but most down in Fort Benning, Bering, whatever. Uh, down in North Carolina, Florida, and so forth. Uh, it's sold, and very successfully, by the way, received by the military community, uh, from what I understand. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we definitely want to give a shout-out to Fort Drum. Um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Steve, with his military background, we're military-owned. We strongly support the men and women in our armed services um, and thank them for their service. So just a little note, you know, we always offer a 10% discount to all military personnel year-round. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so the Fort Drum folks know, you know, we're open seven days a week, mm-hmm. 10 to 5 in the winter, 10 to 8 in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great place to come. You know, it's, we're, we're family-friendly. And, it's you know, like we said, we do these events in the winter just to give something, give people something to do yeah. when it's not so nice outside. Right. Good. Uh, you know, we have cabin fever, and uh, there's nothing like a nice glass of wine. Now, again, guys, in the beginning, when Thousand Islands Wine came out, uh, it was known as, oh, those are the guys that make sweet wine. But Marissa Saluri obviously will have a repertoire of different wines that are not only sweet, but dry, and plus a combination of, of red and white wines. She might even bring out the slushies, that you, the wine slushies that you're famous for. So how many wines do you have available now that you produce right there in Alex Bay? Uh, we believe uh, right now we're producing 23 different varietals. That's incredible. That, yeah. Yeah. And so that that's is that a lot? Is that a typical one? Is that a typical number of different, I guess, you know, uh, what do you want to say? A, a different types of wine that that a, a, a wine company makes or, or is, it, is is that more or, or less than, say, Boone's Farm or or any one of the distributors or the wineries out of uh, out of the uh, Finger Lakes region? Um, you know, I mean, every winery varies. I think we we Steve has really good relationships. We have uh, quite a few um, estate grapes that we grow, but we also source some fruit. And Steve has some great relationships with a lot of local growers around here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, every winery is different. I think we just found our niche in the varietals that we feel we do the best. Right. Um, and that's just kind of where we landed. 
Yeah, and 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 as far and the great varieties and whatnot. Plus, you're also a destination for weddings because you guys have attended uh, typically all of our bridal shows. We got another one coming up in April, so you're also a bridal venue. Uh, and what better place to get married than right uh, underneath the Thousand Islands Bridge at a winery, or right on the St. Lawrence River? It, it's a definitely a beautiful location, and we have the ability to actually host three separate events at one time you know we have our loft we have our tent and we have our outdoor um wedding area so we have the, an opportunity to host many different events um but wine uh, weddings have been definitely a, a big hit for sure but that's that's for certain okay so let's do this again it's the unwind uh 2024 by the way is this is this a, an annual event you've done this before right we did it last year and then this is our second year all right second year in addition to the Unwind, we also are doing a 101 series, okay. which is a little bit different than the Unwind. It's, it's similar, but a little different. Um, the 101 series is a fun, interactive seminar, much like the Unwind, but we uh, we do liquor, and then we do a, uh, a beer seminar, and mm-hmm. then we also do a wine seminar, mm-hmm. and then we wrap that up with what we call our Master Alcohol Fun Class, mm. um, which encompasses liquor, beer, and wine. So you kind of get all three at once. So uh, is that to say that you, you're actually producing beer and liquor there as well, or like bourbon or something? We do not, but we uh, we feature um, local spirits and local craft beers. Gotcha. The wine. And it only makes sense because you're, you're, you're pr- pretty much a convention center of sorts for the region. And uh, what better place to actually highlight other other uh, creations than that uh, Thousand Islands Winery? All right, so it's this Friday and Saturday, right, guys? Just this Friday. Oh, sorry, just this Friday. So it's tomorrow night, and people should tomorrow night for the for the first for the first uh, unwind with Marissa, and then um, the uh, the one on one series. Um, they they kind of stand out. We have our next one coming up, which is February third, um, and then their. Um, after that, they kind of we have our wine one with the next one, which is February seventeenth. So mm-hmm. we have quite a few little events sprinkled out throughout the uh, winter months to keep people uh, busy and happy. Yep. And then, not to mention, uh, we are doing a Valentine's promotion, mm-hmm. which is on the tenth, the eleventh, and then on the fourteenth as well. Awesome! Uh, that's thousandislandswinery.com. Guys, give us a phone number. And when does this start tomorrow night? Uh, tomorrow night starts at six o'clock. It goes from six to eight. Okay, gotcha. And uh, what's the phone number? I know I gave out the website, but people love phone numbers because I deal with a lot of old yeah. people here. Yeah, absolutely. It's area code 315-482-9306. Well, guys, thank you for this. Uh, it sounds, thank once you. again, second annual, and you guys are on top of things. Say hi to Steve. And uh, this, is a great, this is a great way to start off your weekend. It's tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Call early and get the early bird discount. For Unwind 2024, second year running at the Thousand Islands Winery. Guys, thank you very much for the call today. Thank, thank you, you so much. Have a wonderful rest of you. Yes, you too, sir. And and, and madam, thank you. thank you again. Well, there you have it. Uh, Thousand Islands Winery. And, uh, of course, that industry has been prospering. I'm talking about the wine industry. For the last 20-plus years when, when, uh, when Steve uh, started that and many others, uh, Coyote Moon, uh, you got uh, Tug Hill. You got a lot of things going on up here, and who would, and no one would ever have known that you can you can create wine in such an environment. But it was the Cornell people uh, from the agricultural school in Cornell, uh, Cornell University, Ivy League school, of course. They came up here and said, "No, you can do it. There's a way to do it," and uh, they've been doing it successfully. They started their own, created their own industry. Uh, we get down on uh, uh, Senator Chuck Schumer, but he was instrumental in bringing in some support and grant money, and and uh, you know just to help things out. Uh, hopefully, he can help things out on other fronts like the other border. But that's another s- discussion altogether. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, it's Crazy Ray. Crazy Ray. Crazy Ray, you continue to to, to post naked women on Facebook. Thank you very much. Well, they're not naked. Oh, they might have. Come on. I mean, nearly, yeah, naked. but not naked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're right. Yeah, you're right. What's happening today? Well, it's, it's, it's everybody's got to have a hobby, you know. Yeah, it's your hobby, that's for sure. You are going off the deep end on on women in scantily clothes, or uh, I don't know, I don't know what to call them anymore. They're not bathing suits anymore. Um, I, 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 <laughs> no, they're not bathing suits. I, I, anymore. I, it, it's, it's just like shoelaces, or or uh, whatever. Anyway, that's that's not why you called. What's happening today? I, I was watching the other night. I was watching this video on. Um, it was, I think it was Enterprise, Alabama, where the where the bull weevils like ate all the crops, like way back and whenever. Right. They ate all the cotton crops. Okay. And instead of like 
like throwing yourselves in a fire or whatever. They 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 planted out peanuts and they and they and they brought themselves back around. And then in this town of Enterprise, they have like bow evil statues all over the like all over the town. Hmm. Is and you know different different um, companies agreed to put like McDonald's has one out that looks sort of like Ronald McDonald, but it's a bow evil. Huh. And what's a bow evil? Saying, I don't know what that is. I'm, maybe I'm not hearing you right. Well, a bow evil is some kind of beetle-looking thing that ate up all the crops. Oh, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the cotton crops. Like uh, the ash Just, borer. It basically yeah. destroyed that town at one point, but then once they got the... It brought them into peanut growing, and that made them even richer, so... By the way, did you say Alabama? I think it was Alabama. Isn't that fascinating? Because I brought up Alabama yesterday, uh, and in about thir- less than 30 minutes, they're going to put uh, a doomed man to death using a brand-new uh, uh, gas. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's Alabama, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a great town. What a great state. Um, yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. So when I sign off, I don't know if it's if they're strapping him in right now, and I don't want to be morbid, folks, but this guy did yeah, kill Yeah, they usually go around dinner time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it around. I thought they did that, like, you know, in the old days. I thought they did it when the sun came up. What, what's what's this deal yeah, with 6 you o'clock? See, in all the movies, it was, like, around midnight, so you could there was just that one chance that the governor might call and say no. Right, 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 right. But, yeah, the governor. Yeah, but, you know. I saw, I, saw, I saw a movie, not to walk away from your, your, your Beatles story, but I saw a movie with, uh, with Alan Alder, and he was up on uh, murder charges, and they were going to gas him. And in uh, California, this was back, I guess, in the 50s, maybe the 60s, but the movie was made years later. And uh, they were going to have a reprieve from the governor's office, but the secretary couldn't find the number. So they're going back, and she's going through the Rolodex, she's putting her glasses on, taking a right. sweet-ass time. And meanwhile, Alan Alda's character is being gassed to death. Anyway, uh, not, not, not a subtle conversation. The, on the, one, the one I love is, um, I think it's like Twilight Zone. Yes, yes. Where, where, the, guy, where the guy dreamed everybody. Well, he was telling them that if they put him to death, they were all going with him. Well, that one I didn't see, but I, I thought you were going to talk about the one where the sun never rose and it remained yeah, dark. Yeah, the sun never rose was good, too. Where yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they yeah. couldn't kill him. And then there was so a, they couldn't kill him, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, there was the, uh, not Red Badger, no, there was an incident on Something Creek. It was a short film that they showed at St. Thomas Apostle for some reason of a rebel mm. soldier that is running loose after his uh, his uh, his noose uh, broke. When, when oh yeah, he, yeah, he jumped off the bridge. Yep. Right, and then he runs and he he run, he sees a beautiful woman and he 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 he, he kisses her, he embraces her. So, but then at the end he hangs because all of that never happened, and he was dreaming. Right. If only he had one more chance at freedom. And then, then they show him hanging from the side of a As bridge. As he was going down, he dreamed it all. Exa- yeah, I guess, or just moments before. And that itself is the movie. Uh, that always. Cre- Why did they show that to a bunch of sixth graders? Uh, well, I have no idea. I don't know. You know, it, it, it's supposed to be some kind of story there, but. Yeah, I really don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, it was bad enough that the the nuns were telling us to shut up, and now we're watching this poor bastard trying to relive his greatest fantasy before he just was going to have his neck broken. But anyway, what I was thinking, anyways, for New York State, yeah, we just pick one of these people that kind of destroyed us, like Cuomo or somebody else, and then make we'll put like Ronald McDonald Cuomo statues out and stuff like that. (laughs) That I don't I don't get that at all. But it is well, we got the Bo Evil. You got the you got the. I think Schumer'd be a good one. Schumer statues, where you know it's like Ronald McDonald Schumer. So make, make a scarecrow out of him or something, or something. No, in they effigy? made like actual cement statues and they put them all around the town. Oh, uh, well, they will. They will. We'll have a statue of Beyonce. Uh, we'll have one of Dr. Dre. Uh, we'll have one of Barack <laughs> well, I'm Obama. I'm talking about people that destroyed New York State because there's a lot. I, of them. I, I just told we you got that. The new they, governor. That's all she's trying to do. Yeah, I love. Her. I, I don't know when she had that speech. But she, just like the previous guy, Andrew Cuomo, said if you can't uh, conform to the way New Yorkers are supposed to be, pick yourself up and move to Florida. I still can't believe oh, yeah, she, she they said that. Go. Yeah, yeah. I kill. I still can't believe. As as that's the uh, kiss of death. That shows mm-hmm. how much divide that these days a politician who is supposed to absorb, attract as many votes as possible is actually chasing votes away. And the reason why Hochul does that is because she knows the scale is in her favor. So that's that's her true colors. Talk about phony votes. Did yeah. you hear? It was last night. Yeah. But Biden won. I don't know what state he won a write-in 
deal. New but Hampshire. That's total crap. New Hampshire, yeah. Uh, there yeah. ain't no way. There's no way in, in double HL or whatever that he won a write-in con- or campaign. Well, apparently he won. There was some historic thing that they do up in New Hampshire where they get these hillbillies up at the top of the hill somewhere in, in bum frig America up there. And uh, they all voted for, uh, uh, for Nikki Haley. Uh, but yeah, uh, there was a lot of controversy on the write-ins. The mayor from There's uh, no way he won that way. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know uh, how they're faking that stuff. Yeah, it's got to be something to do with the machine. But <laughs> yeah. there's no way. Hey, you, bu- you couldn't do that here with with the most popular person in our in our in our city. You could not get a write-in campaign to work. Well, well, I, I'm sure of it. It happened in Augsburg. That's how. What's his name, guy? Yeah, in there. I know. I think that was a fluke too. I think there was some kind of skelly lie there too. But <laughs> Honestly, crazy, I think uh, people didn't vote, and then there was enough for the crazy people. Well, and he did a good job, and I think he's, his legacy continues that. But I got to go uh, crazy way only because I had that conversation, and I got to do another break. But it's always good talking yeah, right. to you, my friend. That's no problem. All right, I appreciate your phone call, Crazy Ray. As always, have a good one. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you. Unlike Laura Ingram, I actually tell, I wait for people to say goodbye. She cuts people off. It drives me mental. Uh, let's do a break. We'll be back. You've put off getting a new bed. You really want a new bed. Let's be honest. You probably the roof people who always call you back. And we're back. Um, seven five five twelve forty. If you want to be a call, if you want to call, if you want to be a caller. Trying to open up the uh, internet here, see what I'm missing. Uh, big news. I think Channel 7's mentioned this, so I can mention it. Uh, since they're the big cheese around town. It used to be the Watertown Daily Times. Now it's, now, it's, now it's Jeff Cole and Channel 7. Well, the big news is uh, the former spokes uh, will be opened again. Uh, probably in March, and it's going to be uh, Bad Apple downtown. And I, in fact, I just spoke with uh, Shannon Exford, restaurateur and businesswoman, who's very excited about bringing uh, that bar back back to downtown. Uh, obviously, under a different name, different management, she's uh, looking forward to that. So that's good. That was a missing piece. Um, in a business that at, at one point, and I think Seven delves into this a little bit more. That I think, and I shouldn't talk out of line here, but a lot of the equipment that was there was was granted through loans through the JCIDA, uh, through Mr. Rutherford, and I think maybe there's some type of deal in the works. I hope I'm not talking out of line, that can actually save that equipment in there. Whatever stuff happens, but in addition to that, uh, there's there's good prospects from my sources that the. Uh, the Strauss walkway where they built that huge deck. The pre- two owners ago built a huge deck, and somehow or other that wasn't associated with the next owner. It was a weird deal. didn't make any sense between you and anyone that's listening right now. Plus, they boarded up the door that led out to the deck. It's that, that made no sense. The deck is right next to your building. It's adjacent to it. That should have been part of the deal, but apparently someone else owns it, whatever. Uh, but it looks like that's going to be all one unit once again, which it should be. You know, as far as red tape is concerned, or she said this, or they did that, and he owns that part, and this used to be this, blah, blah, blah. That, that's crazy because, you know, that's what's, that confuses the customer, and don't do that. So the right person's going in there, that's Shannon, and she's going to open it up as a piano bar. And no, this is not the piano bar in Route 3 from years ago. No, nah, just kidding. Uh, so that's going to be opening up in March. Uh, hopefully, if everything goes in order, and it should, hopefully Albany will cooperate and grant them uh, the, the liquor license in time for St. Patrick's Day. I also reached out to the people from St. Patrick's Day. We kind of missed out on them the last three, four years since I was gone. And then we're going to get them back on, <clears throat> and we're going to bring them in uh, for interviews. That might be Karen. That might be somebody. But uh, that event, of course, has been going on since the 80s. And we'll look forward to that. So that's just good news. More, oh, and the other thing, I spoke to someone today, young kid, uh, you know, from the Carthage area, from the Foy family, well known for insurance, up in the up in the area, and uh, he he uh, explained to me what's going on with the Strand Music Theater. So the Strand Music Theater, of course, one of the first movie houses in downtown, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, one of the first movie houses that actually had an organ. Uh, to play along with the silent films. 
So think about that. So the building itself is it, it's about, it was built in the 1890s, maybe earlier than that. And the whole row next to it, which many of which were unoccupied in recent years, I shouldn't say all of them. I think there was like a comic book place in one. There was a, there was a boutique in another. It was uh, a loft 315. It was very lovely. But the building really re- needed uh, a, a facelift. And, 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 and was, I was inside today, and you wouldn't believe what it looks like. So that row of buildings, I think it's three or four storefronts. They're one floor high. They've been there forever. They're right there on Lower Franklin Street across from the uh, Commerce Building where NBC 45 is. And they're adjacent to the Strand Music Theater, which, of course, was later, uh, what did they call it, the Club Rio. And uh, Mike Gerber owned it for years. Mike LaHoye ran it. It was very successful. But, of course, the club business isn't what it used to be. Now everyone's on Tinder and other apps, so they don't go out as much. Just just take a gummy bear and feel good about yourself. <clears throat> and But now it's going to be converted into what, what appears to be some type of uh, uh, music center. Uh, for for people and a learning center because it's 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 hard to explain but it's 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 a conglomeration or collaboration I should say of uh, neighbors of Watertown which uh, our Reggie Schweitzer uh, is ahead of and uh, he's got one part of the building and then the other part is the Strand itself and there's funding from grants this that and the other thing and JCC so it's going to be a little bit of both but the bottom line is this it's going to be a, yet another reason why downtown's going to prosper. So the good news about Shannon Exford taking over the old Spokes, uh, the old Strand Theater that's been sitting there doing nothing for many years, along with the buildings right next to it. In fact, it was not that long ago, there was a discussion about tearing those buildings down and making yet more parking. Uh, that doesn't, that's not taxable. So now you have actual real, you know, a construction, you know, you have buildings that are still remain on the tax roll and are functional again. And uh, so anyway, uh, that's part of my downtown news report, but it's always good for me to know what's going on in the world. And then the other thing was uh, recently that I forgot to do because I wasn't there at the right time uh, was also to do a little feature about the new weather, or actually the old weather vane on top of the First Baptist Church, which was refurbished by our friends Lori at A. Kazi and Sons. I was there last week, and Lori had mentioned to me that they sandblasted the old uh, weather vane on top of the uh, First Baptist Church. And you would think, like, wow, that's, that's, that, that should be easy, right? Said, no, it wasn't easy. They had to get two enormous cranes to lift this thing up there like the star on top of a Christmas tree. So that, along with Lower Court Street, with what Steve Bradley's doing, and the other guy, I don't want to say his last name because it sounds weird when I say it. Uh, and Steve uh, also has what is, uh, you know, a convention center or, you know, a ballroom, which used to be the old Severance. That has been completely transformed. Uh, he also transformed the, uh, the, uh, the buildings adjacent and above uh, Dr. Qatar into apartments and flats. And as we all know, although people complain about the reverse parking on, on Lower Court Street, that's all been redone. $28 million spent on the YMCA. And by the way, the Strand also will have an elevator. So that's real money. Once you have an elevator, once you put I'm not talking about a dumb waiter either. Once you put an elevator into a building... That's at least a half a million dollars. I could be off on that, but it's a lot of money because it's the design, this, that, the other thing, the retrofitting, and the actual elevator itself. It's very expensive. But this is the commitment that's being made to downtown as we speak. New weather vane, spokes is being taken over. Who knows what's happening with the Strauss walkway, although it's definitely going to be used this time, unlike the last deal, which was a bad deal. Uh, Lower Court Street looks better than ever. And for goodness gracious, how many years... Prior to stream uh, was the old Woolworth building unoccupied. I'm going to take a guess at least six, seven years, maybe more. And then stream went in there. They turned into Convergis. Then they dropped out, and the building has been empty for, what, at least five years now? Just somewhere thereabouts. And now look at it. Every time I go by the YMCA, every time I go by there, it's packed. And you could see there's a lot of people utilizing the pool. So... It's interesting because we've had such controversy about pools in this town. And uh, no one came to realize, until now at least, that a pool with a splash pad and another, you know, lap pool, whichever, uh, is so popular this time of year. It makes a lot of sense. Just like the, the, the people from uh, Thousand Islands Winery. You want to have events this time of year because there's nothing else to do. 
and kids love love the water. It, it, I bet you that pool, I don't have the data, and I don't want to stir things up here, but I can rest. I can take a good guess that there's more people using an indoor pool at the YMCA, the Family YMCA and Aquatic Center, combined, rather than the full total of summer use of all three pools, if all three pools were open. I'm not downgrading what's happening. I Again, at the end of the day, the investment's being made, it's being committed to, and we're going to have pools that are going to last for another 50, 60, maybe 100 years. Who knows? But having an indoor pool in a modern facility wasn't a bad idea at all. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? It's Lefty to tell me everything I just said was wrong. No, no, not at all. I'm actually commenting about something earlier. I'm a huge fan, as, as I'm sure you are, too, of the Twilight Zone. Seen them all and everything. Yeah. I'd love to just sit through and watch a whole marathon album sometime. I haven't done it in years, but that used to be like a New Year's Eve thing when you were a kid. Yeah, there still is. You know, the like a, sci-fi channel. WPIX would play them all night. Yeah. 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 It was just like one of those things where there are just some good things. One of my favorite ones is where they these astronauts go up and land on a planet and they end up almost killing each other, and they find out they're just like in Arizona on a hill. Right, right. They, they, what? That was... They, that was uh, well, that could be a prelude to uh, uh, Planet of the Apes because they realized, they didn't realize, rather, they were on Earth all the time. Right. Well, that's, and, and that Twilight Zone, well, it was like in present time and everything. They just didn't, they thought they were on a different planet, but they were like, you know, it wasn't a time change or anything, but that wow. was always good. Huh. Hey, you got, you got to change the name of, like, your Wednesday afternoon show. Oh, okay. Oh, it's I know. Be, now, I know Joe knows <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, I mean, so, like, you hit him last time, and you said, like, well, isn't there a law? No, nope, there's no law. You over and over said there's no law. Well, there was a bill, and, and it, it it was passed, so now it's a law, and it's just regarding bail. And that what has changed everything. He went, when you brought that up, he went completely on the, you know, the far, far left uh, side of it. And said, oh, just, you know, what this has done is it just think of how many people it's kept out of jail and how much tax money it's saved. No, no, no. It's created the largest amount of scamming and the large amount of shoplifting we've ever had. And a high level of crime. Yeah. Multi-millions where we are closing stores like Target because they just won't do anything to enforce it. This is a mistake. This well, is something that's and again, I just in defense of Joe and Attorney Joe Stanley, I shouldn't be presenting such, such topics, but as you know, that's what we talk about here. But in addition to that, what it, what also, what it does, in addition to that, Lefty, it, it's when people do minor crimes, they get away with minor crimes, and not just stealing stuff or raiding a store, but they'll go on a joyride on someone's tractor for a night and, and be caught on camera. Hey, do you know this person? And the cops will look at us again. Yeah. Oh, you gonna do anything about it? No, there's nothing we can do about. It. So yeah, it, it it just makes it just makes common crimes um, unnoticeable. They neglect everything as a result of all these new rulings out of Albany, and, re- and, and this was before COVID. And you're right, I did bring that up yesterday. Um, sometimes yeah, so, I, sh- I should so keep on, my mouth on shut. The question that you've asked <laughs> lately, you asked one for um, oh for your your buddy Adam Nettles, is it his brother John? Is it his brother? Or is, yeah, is yeah. It's his brother. Nephew or yeah. what? John brother, what brother. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on that one, uh, Joe knows a little bit there, but didn't know the right answer. And huh. on this one, he knew a little bit, but he didn't know the right answer. Huh. It's not a real good ad for him. I hopefully he's not listening to these shows afterwards. Well, first of all, I, I didn't. I didn't. What well, John must have had a different question because that I won't get into it. But I, that was Tuesday. Because Joe calls in on Wednesdays, so I don't know. What no, that no, was no. When John, when John's question was before, it was regarding when he was at a, a stop sign. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Left. Right, right. And then Joe had, had said the complete, and I sent you over the documentation yeah. from New York State. Right, right. He'd said the complete opposite. So ah, right, right, now. right now, there's a radio right. owner going nuts, so I, ca- I can't continue talking like this. So what else you got? Okay, well, Am, that, that's, that's about it. I'm going to let you go, but I do love that. I love talk about the Twilight Zone. I'd love to sit through and watch all of it. I'd love to see it remastered. I've seen a couple episodes that are remastered, and it's just phenomenal yeah. when they do it. I, I agree. You know, I just wish there was some way they could stretch out the letterbox. You know, that just—I don't know why anything was filmed different, and I don't no. know why some things are filmed the size of our TV now, the widescreen, mm-hmm. but some of them are widescreen, but they're thin on the top and the bottom. Wow, I can't understand any of yeah. that. But the that streaming, streaming TV, that stuff. Yeah, formats What's are different. That? 
uh, streaming TV yeah, and formats. Yeah, three fourths. It's changed in two thousand nine. So, and, and by the way, you can you can clearly see it in old episodes of Shark Tank on CNBC. The early ones oh, yeah. are funky looking because they blow them up so well, big. So, but they were three fourths. I, I tell you, there are some shows out there that I guess just knew they were going to be enough of a success, like Seinfeld, that they they filmed them correctly. They're in a six by nine, and they've always. Whatever the, yeah, the I think is. no, I think they adjust. I think they they do something digitally to adjust that. I really do because all of them were according to the to the specifications back in the day. That all changed in '09 when we went digital. So I don't know what. You no, know. no, they were they they were always uh, they've always been adjusted. All right, whatever. I, I don't know what there's way to do yeah. it. But either way, interesting topic on that Twilight Zone. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised your uh, your movie fan didn't call in and give us his. 10 cents on that, because he's always got a lot of information. That's right, exactly. All right, thank you. I'm going to let you go. You have a great day. Bye-bye now, don't you know? There you go. So that's Lefty. So I won't talk about the Twilight Zone. We've talked about that before, but I'm, again, I have insomnia. I have sleep sleep apnea on top of uh, tinnitus, and I know I'm bitching, and you don't want to hear it, but I'm just, I'm explaining why I can't sleep at night, and uh, and I'm just groggy. And this, you know, just, just like the doctor says, you know, say, hey, doc, I got this issue. Ah, you're just going to have to live with it for the rest of your life. There you go. All right, fine. So what I do is my friend turned me on to uh, this app call or this portal called Freevee. It's, uh, it's great. And there's a lot of free, you know, Pluto's free, Tubi's free. Those platforms, their menus are real difficult to figure out. Uh, but Freevee is very easy. And I love it. It's a prime product. And so I just noticed that they have every single episode of every Columbo ever made. I don't look at the 80s, 90s Columbos with George Wendt or something. I don't look at them at all. It was just, it was, it was a joke. But I do love watching the old, it was Steven Bochco, Steven Spielberg, the greatest actors. And, and I said, I know I said this recently, but if you, if you have insomnia like me, just download on your, on your Roku and don't forget, don't don't be paying for something you're going to have to regret later, like I did with Spectrum uh, in October, and I'm still fighting that over, or, and I'm never going to get anywhere. Uh, but go to Freevee and l- start looking at the original episodes of Columbo, and you will not be disappointed. That is movie making at its best. It is the greatest show ever made. Sopranos came later. It was a different format. They could use the F-bomb and nudity and all the other things. But Columbo was clean. And you look forward to that show every three or four weeks because uh, that's how they did them back in, back in the day on NBC. They were later moved over to ABC in the 80s, and they sucked. But the 80s, I checked that, 1970 through 1976, the best TV show ever. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, how's it going? It's Rich. What's going hey, on? I liked you talking about the Strand. That's a that's Watertown downtown's coming along, man. It really is. Yeah, you got to see what this place looks like, though, Rich. You're gonna love it. Well, I've been in there before when they had concerts and stuff. Yeah, bands, you know, back in the day. You're not gonna recognize it. Uh, uh, the the oh, ba- not, the state the stage is only gonna be a foot and a half off the floor as opposed to five feet, which OSHA probably went nuts over all the time. Great, because I fell off a few of them. Oh my god, I couldn't believe it. it. Always scared me whenever I saw the stage there and how small it was. Uh, oh, the I bar is that. gone. Uh, the, 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 the balcony is, the ter- is still there, the mezzanine, whatever they call it, that's bigger. But what's really cool about it, and I, me- I didn't mention this before, they're going to have an outdoor deck on the roof of the adjoining building where you can, you oh, know, that's yeah, cool. that's going to be yeah. really cool. I can't wait to yeah. see that. So. And uh, kudos out to Shannon because yeah. uh, when she had the Apple, I lived down in, in uh, Cape, and, of course, the Triple B and Glenn Field. I, I played all of her bars for her. She's a great person. Mm-hmm. I think she'll make out really good. Yeah, she will. A very good you business know. person. I, and uh, I've, yeah, I've known Shannon for many years. Her. She was one of the best. Yeah, yeah. Tough, tough chick. And she's got to be. You got to be tough. Oh, yeah. You know, she's, she let me know. She let me know it was time to come back from break. Oh, <laughs> hey, put that you know, down. Funny. No, just kidding. What's that? Put that down. You're on. You're on. You're on. You're on you you, you, you got to get it back on stage. Put that down. Sorry. No, she, she'd come out. She goes, your time's up. I go, okay. <laughs> but, uh, you, I don't know if you ever went in Burbank when it was a triple B there. Yeah, I remember that. that. Yeah, sure. I used to put my keyboard inside this little box. It was like a DJ box, and the band would be outside of me. It was kind of weird, but yeah. hey, some good times. Played a lot of bars. Let me ask you, when you went on break and, and, and uh, you, you did your obligatory shot with somebody and you smoked a little weed, uh, what, did, you, did you perform better after the breaks? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about a little bit of weed, but we smoked some weed in the day. 
because hey, you know what? Yeah. Whatever it takes to get you through the night. Yeah. You what? you feel better when you drink a few drinks and you you know. It's you all right. Like, it's all right. I, Sorry. I just sing on the radio a little bit, but do you ever play out or sing in a band or anything? No, never. Oh, no. Okay. No. I would love to. I, I couldn't play an hey, instrument the way, same way, Tell the people of Watertown to bring them shopping carts back. Every homeless person has one. <laughs> what the, what the get the cart knock after them. I go into Kitty Drugs. They got these big poles. You can't even take the cart out of the, out of the shopping area when you got a. And you, and you know what else? There is, is, I saw a report the other day that how, how you have to bring your own bags, and people forget yeah. to bring You get out of your car, and you have it in your trunk, and then you get up there, and, oh, I forgot my bag. i got to buy another $3 nylon bag that's going to sit in a compost somewhere for like a 1,000 years. But I'm saving the environment. Oh. Hey, by the way, now that you brought that up, how do, how do when I go to a Chinese restaurant tomorrow, they give me them plastic bags every time? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, don't, they, they, they don't know the rules. In other places. Yeah, right. In right. other places, too. Yeah. So, you know, Cuomo's locked. I know. It's I crazy. Didn't... It's crazy. It's crazy. And we have to but deal with down to the this crazy woman go. from Buffalo forever. Crazy okay. woman. All right. Thanks, uh, Rich. I got to go. We're, we're running out of time, but I appreciate the call. Good talking to you. Yeah, later. Uh, that's, uh, that's Rich Gladel, the guy that. The story, Rich, is great because apparently he couldn't play a guitar until he had Z- Ziggy played guitar. Sorry. Uh, I do that every now and then. It's just a, a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, yeah, he had a stroke or a heart attack or something. And next thing you know, he comes out like Christopher Walken from a Stephen King movie or something. And he's like, now he could play like Jimi Hendrix. And that's, I still can't believe that. That's amazing. Like he became a servant. What if he could do other things since he had that? Maybe having a stroke is actually, for some people, a good thing. All right, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, meaning we got to get out of this. Uh, this was the Live at Five show here on WATN 1240 right here in Watertown. Have a good night, folks. Up next, of course, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. Tonight, Alabama will be the first in the nation to carry out an execution using nitrogen gas. Convicted killer Kenneth Smith will be forced to breathe that deadly gas through a fitted mask. His pastor, Jeff Hood. He's absolutely terrified. You know, this is the first nitrogen hypoxia execution in human history. The state argues it's safe, but it's being criticized as controversial. CBS's Lilia Luciano talked to an expert who explained why. Joel Zivit is a professor of anesthesiology and surgery at Emory University. He says there are unknown risks for this never-before-seen method, especially for those who will be in the room. Nitrogen gas could leak from the mask. And so whether or not that would be enough nitrogen in the room to actually have an effect on people, it's not clear. The state's execution window opens in an hour. Former President Trump testified in his own defense today in a defamation trial brought on by author E. Jean Carroll in New York. Correspondent Errol Barnett covered it. Mr. Trump said he did not instruct anyone to harm Ms. Carroll, but other comments he made from the witness stand were struck from the record. Judge Kaplan placing strict limitations on what lawyers